Please note there is a special order for morning prayer during Eastertide. It is linked in the chat bar. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Alleluia. The Lord is risen indeed. O come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore, let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Psalms 93 and 111 The Lord is king and hath put on glorious apparel. The Lord hath put on his apparel and girded himself with strength. He hath made the round world so sure that it cannot be moved. Ever since the world began hath thy seat been prepared. Thou art an everlasting. The floods are risen, O Lord. The floods have lift up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The waves of the sea are mighty and rage horribly, but yet the Lord who dwelleth on high is mightier. Thy testimonies, O Lord, are very sure. Holiness becomes thy house forever. Psalm 111 I will give thanks unto the Lord with my whole heart, secretly among the faithful and in the congregation. The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is worthy to be praised and had an honor, and his righteousness endureth forever. The merciful and gracious Lord hath so done his marvelous works, that they ought to be had in remembrance. He hath given meat unto them that fear him. He shall be ever be mindful of his covenant. He hath showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. The works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are true. They stand fast forever and ever, 
and are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do thereafter. His praise endureth forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 25th chapter of the book of Isaiah. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name, for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth, for you have made a city a ruin, a fortified city a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shade from the heat. For the blast of the terrible ones is a storm against the wall. You will reduce the noise of aliens as heat in a dry place, as heat in the shadow of a cloud. The song of the terrible ones will be diminished. And in this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all people a feast of choice pieces, a feast of wines on the leaves, of fat things full of marrow, of well-refined wines on the leaves. And he will destroy on this mountain the surface of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. The rebuke of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Here endeth the first lesson. I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him in habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. 
thou hast guided them in the strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 28th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him, and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy, and ran to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, Rejoice! So they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. 
He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, hast overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning, everyone, and happy Easter to everyone. There's a couple of notes uh, that, you know, that are customary about Eastertide that are worth noting before we dive into the lessons. And the first is that uh, among, uh, among Christians, the traditional greeting during Eastertide is to greet one another by saying, he is risen, followed by a response, the Lord is risen indeed. So if you're hearing that a lot over the next few days and, and weeks, that's, you know, that's how you participate in that. Um, and the, and the reason why uh, we greet each other that way is because Easter is understood in the, in the Christian life as the beginning of time for us. It's the beginning of our life. It's where all the, the rest of our life together as church, um, it proceeds. And so what happens during the, you know, the Easter vigil and the Easter day observances is seen as the kind of pattern setting and instituting um, kind of uh, time for us. Holy Week really is also like that in, the, in particularly those last three days of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and then Easter. And so for us, everything that happens in the rest of the year um, depends um, for its logic upon what happens during this time. Um, and so, you know, we think about every Sunday going forward, every Sunday is a mirroring of Easter Sunday. Every Sunday is seen as a kind of minor celebration 
um, of what happens on Easter. So Easter is the Sunday of Sundays, as it were. Um, and the reason for that is because it really is the beginning of a new way of life for us. Um, and that kind of takes us into the lessons tonight, particularly, or this morning, particularly to the lesson from Isaiah, which is reflecting prophetically on, in the initial horizon of his words, is reflecting prophetically on the fall of the Assyrian Empire, uh, the fall of Syria, Assyria's uh, dominion over Israel, um, which had, you know, swept in from the north and destroyed the northern kingdom. Um, and taken captive and, and exiled all these all these all these people to the corners of their empire, as was their practice. Um, and you know, Isaiah is is reflecting on you know how did this happen? You know, why is this why why was this permitted to happen to the you know the, the ancient chosen people of God? And you know, it, as he meditates on this, he begins to see the integrity of that certain historical event. Um, with a larger pattern that had been at work since the beginning of Israel and really since the beginning um, in Genesis. And a, a lot of the times the prophets, when they're, when they're make, the, the, the major prophets especially, when they're reflecting on the meaningfulness of what's going on around them, they'll often, you know, they'll often draw our attention to how what is going on fits into that kind of timeless narrative of, of, of the people of God. And so, and that, that is that is sort of established in the Torah. And so, in this case, the captivity to the Assyrians and the and the, the, the defeat that Israel suffered to the Assyrians was really a kind of symptom of some deeper condition. And that deeper condition ultimately is the consequence of the fall in Eden in Genesis three, which is death. Um, death is this big problem that haunts the whole Old Testament. Um, death is seen as the fruit of of having rebelled against God at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and death becomes this this prevailing condition um, that comes along and makes and exerts itself in every possible detail of life. Um, it happens both, you know, sort of nationally and you know at the level of kings and and nations. It also happens at the level of every particular person in every particular part of their life. Um, there's nothing that death doesn't touch. The wisdom literature of the Old Testament is haunted by the problem of death. That is that, okay, there's this, the, there's, the, there's the way of the Lord, and there is the, you know, that we are called to walk in. And yet, even the wise man uh, dies. Even the wise man leaves this behind. You know, as we look at, like, like the example of, like, Ecclesiastes, for, uh, for instance, to say, yes, um, even the one who follows the way of the Lord is will enter into shale, you know, will enter into the place of the dead. And death is this problem that prevails even for those who who are aware of it and are conscious of it. Uh, and so it becomes this kind of um, sorrow and this kind of almost uh, this misery that everybody carries around with them. And so there's there's really nothing that isn't touched by it. But Isaiah is seeing also in um, God's promise of a return from captivity of drawing his people again from all the nations of the world, a kind of reversal of that condition of death, and that clues us into how they saw it. That death is ultimately a kind of exile. Death is ultimately a kind of dissolution. Um, to be brought together is life. To be dissolved is death. To be gathered with our people is life. To be scattered from our people is death. To be brought into the place where we are, where that God has set apart for us is life. To be sent forth from that place in shame is death. And that gives us this kind of going out and coming back in again.
And so the Isaiah sees in the promised return from the Assyrian captivity that uh, that this will be an image of death reversed or death undone. Uh, and it will bring back people to him, uh, bring, bring back the people who were scattered back to him again, back to God first. And then by virtue of that um, restore, rest, restored communion back to their people again. And that's imaged in the gospel lesson this morning from, uh, from Matthew. We have this um, image of those who had been scattered during the arrest and betrayal of Jesus and during the crucifixion, who had been scattered all over, who had left Jesus alone and had gone off into the darkness. And, and this was an image again of death, of leaving the Lord of life, going into darkness, and then then after the resurrection, being brought back to him again, being gathered to him again, which is always that image of life. And in this case, it also is not is not just that kind of image that reminds us of death and life. It is actually factually to be returned to the one who can give new life as well. And that's always the important thing about Easter that sets it apart from every other religion in the world is that it is that Christianity, you know, Christianity being a religion of the resurrection is founded upon the historical fact of Jesus is rising from the dead. We are not telling a nice kind of allegorical story about, uh, you know, the psych, the natural cycles of death and rebirth and, you know, and things go down and things come up, the circle of life and all of that. No, Christians are people who assert boldly and audaciously that factually a, the man, the God man, Jesus Christ died on a particular day, rose on a particular day. And that that and that this happened means that the entire world and the order of the world is now different. And that there is and that is the only thing among all the, you know, the, all of all of the religions and worldviews of the world. Christianity is, is unique in this way. It is the center point of our faith. It is what gives us meaning in terms of our identity as the people of God without what happens today. We would have no hope. We are to be pitied among all people of the world. And yet, because Jesus did, in fact, rise from the dead, it means that we have hope of new life, that all that death has touched within us, all that death goes out to, to, to bring an end to is now not the final word anymore, that there is life beyond death, not as a kind of hope, a, a kind of happy aspiration, but as a fact of life now. And so as Christians, we go forth today, having begun time again, we've been given a new lease on life as those who were under a, the, a, a death sentence that has been commuted, as those who had a terminal condition that has, and now there's a hope of healing for it. Um, in the same way that a person begins life anew and gets a, quote, new lease on life. So that's what we get on Easter. So it's a day worthy of the celebration and a day worthy of all the fanfare that goes with it and to be commemorated every Sunday from now until the Lord returns. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. 
Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for 